Yeah, come on. Alright, we ready, we ready. (laughs) Greetings and salutations, everyone, once again. You are listening to the Lost Words Podcast, episode 16. I'm Joe, I'm here with Ren, and today, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, we don't really have much to go with. However, it is Black History Month. So, I know that I would like to celebrate some... uh, well, a particular high-profile individual, not really, not even necessarily high-profile, but a very important person to our culture and to the world in general. But we're going to talk about a couple other things as well, I hope. Sounds good. I'm with it. It's one of those. Let us begin. How's things? Things been good since our last encounter. I don't think I got up to much. No, no, I haven't. I haven't been up to much. I definitely haven't got too much. Staying low, keeping off the radars. Mm-hmm. You heard it. You heard anything back from work? No, I haven't actually. I'm, but to be fair, I'm, I haven't been answering my phone to to numbers I don't recognize. So uh-huh. any one of them could have been that, but I'm just stuck in that man. Feel like the evil eyes on me. I'm trying to shake it. No, I get. I hundred percent get that. Even with me, like I've just, I, I fully agree with the whole laying low thing. I've not really. I felt really demotivated over the past maybe week and a half or more. I just not really the the things that I normally like to do. I haven't taken any enjoyment in doing. I'm not like going through a slump or anything. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's, things are beginning to feel more like a um, an obligation than they are enjoyment. I'm starting to uh, kind of just, I'm sort of flatlining. I think I'm I think I'm burning out. Which is funny because I remember a couple, maybe an episode or two ago when I was like, you know, take time for yourself. I haven't really done that. Uh, I'm hoping that I can just kind of reset this weekend and like find some inner peace. I think I I, I always say when I need to like relax or something, I I, I should start a book. And when I start a book, I get maybe... Oh, would you want to write one? No. Oh, no. Now you mentioned that. Uh... No, read a book. But yeah. I always end up re- I end up reading a book. I get a quarter of the way through and then I stop. So I've probably got like eight books on the go. It's a bad reading habit. But I did think of an idea for writing a book as well. Actually, have you ever have you ever considered writing a book? Nah, man. My literacy skills are poor. <laughs> It'll be but, audio only. <laughs> but like, I mean, have you never? Have, maybe it's because I, maybe my therapist says I've got overactive imagination. Not in a bad way, but she says she's got overactive, overactive imagination. That sounds like a deviant. And I thought about something. It's like, you know what? Some of the things that I think about, I should really put pen to paper and actually write this down. Like, some of the stuff that I come up with is it's like, yeah, you know what? This would make a really, really good story. And I came up with something, a four-part story that I would really, really love to write. And I, I'll probably try and do that in my spare time. Is it like Black Lord of the Rings? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Not, nothing like that. It's actually more, it's actually more, it would obviously be uh, non-fiction, but the characters in the story would be based around characters that I know in real life. But it would be based on a sort of hundred years into the future kind of scenario. And I'm not going to go too deep into it because if I decide not to write it and someone else picks up the idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we coined it. It's here. It's life for the people. I have, I have, I actually might, I actually might write a book. Now, Black Lord of the Rings would be fire though. Just think about that for a sec. A Black Lord of the Rings. That would be fire. They should, you know what? Like, you know, it's because you're saying it and I'm thinking like, putting that ring on and doing all kinds of shit. (laughs) It'd be, I think, be like a, it'd be actually a chain or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> People be iced out. Nah, yeah, nah, that would be actually uh, VVS pinky, be a pinky ring. <laughs> Could you imagine? You got Rick Ross playing the Overlord. <laughs> nah, um, I yeah, nah, I've always thought about wanting to write a book, and when I was much younger, I started writing a book because I had much grand, much grander dreams before I get, became an adult, and then I lost it. But it's okay. I think I've. I have to look into the logistics of writing a book because a lot of people write books and they publish them on Amazon and stuff and even Harry Potter for example that wasn't even meant to be as big a phenomenon as it ended up being which is not me saying that I might write a book and end up being on the same kind of global scale as Harry Potter but you never know no I heard that you never know but uh, enough about my um, dreams and aspirations of sorts actually no let let me go back to it one thing I always wished I could do is draw 
because I wanted to I wanted to make a comic at one point. Um, you can always learn. Like you have to have some raw talent, but you can practice. You like you can perfect techniques and stuff. Like you can make a good comic without being the best drawer. Like you can definitely get the point across on paper. I could have the idea. I could be the ideas, man. I just couldn't draw it out. Then if you want to put in the time to practice, like, I used to draw a lot when I was younger. Mm. I don't do that at all anymore. I don't know what happened. I'm not gonna say that I lost inspiration. I just. But there's a lot of things that know. like you, you. It's not even that you grow out of things. It's just kind of you know life changes and you do things differently. Yeah, like, that for, like, makes me think. You see the things you do that you enjoy to pass time. Are you are you doing it? Is there like a like subconsciously are you, are you procrastinating? Because you're doing these things that you enjoy to take away you know from the fact that you actually have to do actual like so you have to do certain things in life or whatever. Maybe that's a you know what it's a, it's a that's a funny way of looking at it. Maybe. I think it's it can be justifiable procrastination if it's something that you think is actually going to better yourself. So if, for example, you've got like all sorts of shit going on in your life and, you know, you take up a new hobby, you start to cook and it's like not necessarily the best example, but it's like, yeah, you're procrastinating because you're putting off more important things, but it's not necessarily a bad skill to have that you're doing to take like to pass the time. Uh, but, okay, that then kind of leads to like a sub question of you said a bad skill well who's to really say if it's like good or bad so you could be doing something like cooking whilst procrastinating but it's it's okay but you could be doing something like i don't know learning to ride a unicycle or some shit or just playing video games or something may not have like an overall that skill may not be scaled the same as cooking if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, but you're still procrastinating you're yeah. still doing something you enjoy, but one's kind of one's gonna be looked at a bit different than the other, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it's a ma- it's it's entirely a matter of perspective, because it's like it's it's like you say, like when my my therapist says to me, for example, oh, what do you like to do to pass the time, or what do you like to do to distract yourself?" I say, "I like to play computer games." And if anyone was to just kind of like you know walk in and see me playing computer games, they'd be like, "Oh, look, he's just wasting time." When in actuality, I'm doing something that's probably preventing me from breaking down it's all relative isn't it yeah yeah it is all relative i don't think i mean if you can justify it within yourself it's i mean procrastination is very rarely assessed from the person who's actually procrastinating yeah sometimes i find myself doing something or i'll be i don't know watching something and i'll be like yeah this is cool and all but after i could like i've done this for like two hours i could have maybe put that time into doing something that could lead to something else. I think that's a dangerous way to think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I could, you're probably right. Probably right. I think I think it's a dangerous way to think because you'll always be thinking that you could have spent that time better. Yeah. You 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 always you'll always be thinking that, and then where does the circle end? That's like a, a lot of people, for example, were talking about during lockdown and stuff. They didn't do anything. They didn't learn. So they didn't learn a new skill. Yeah, that was me as well. Like I feel like I could have applied that time a bit better. Maybe you could have, but. I mean, who's to say, yeah. ultimately, you could have spent time doing, learning a skill and then after quarantine, you never you never speak of it or never use it again. Mm. Like, when I was uh, in primary school, I used to play the piano. Yeah. And one thing I really wanted to get back into doing, because I got a keyboard at home, is le- learning how to play it again, like learning how to read music and stuff. And I never did it. I never took the keyboard out of the box once. And because I did a whole bunch of other things, I never really regretted it as such. But I think even if I had, now picked up the um, the keyboard and started playing the piano again, I'm back at work. So I would never have thought about, you know, playing it again. I would, it would have gone back in the box and then boom, it's just not used. At the time, I would have been like, yeah, cool. This is actually, a, you know, I'm learning how to play an instrument. This is a really good skill. But as life goes back into normality and you just lose that time, that lose the leisure time that we were granted because everything was locked down, you don't really have the uh, capacity to do those things anymore. So you think it's important to understand that things you do, you don't always have to do for gain or for like career purpose or profit. Yes. I think that's, I think that's very, very important. Like obviously it's important. It's not even necessarily important. I think it's good to have goals. It's good to have plans, but whenever, whenever, 
whenever people think about like long-term plans, like three-year plans and five-year plans, nobody ever considers the fact that there's potentially going to be pitfalls in the way. Like yeah. no one considers the fact that like circumstances could change in their life, in their relationship, in their personal life, monetary, like financially, no one ever considers that. Everyone, whenever people think about best laid plans over a three, five, however long year period, they only ever think about best case scenarios. Smooth run, yeah. Yeah. No one ever considers the problems, which is why when those problems do come up with people in their lives, no one knows how to deal with it. And that's how people end up spiraling into all kinds of like despondency and whatnot. So, um, like even with me, I like to plan ahead. I play chess. So I, like to, I like to plan ahead, but I don't ever think too far ahead because the, the, uh, the realist in me knows that my goals are attainable and the pessimist in me knows that some shit is probably going to end up hitting the fan whereby I might not necessarily meet the target I set myself. And this is something that I struggled with a lot because there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure in your twenties, for example, to be in a certain place by the time you reach 30. Yeah. I hate that shit. I was never really one to buy into all that, but yeah, it's there. I was never like, thankfully I was never surrounded by people that, push this narrative but i think within and that, your... that, that further then solidifies my point as well like, i yeah, was never really you see what i'm saying like I, but you know how some people are like yeah you know i've got to have my house i've got to have my car i've got to have my career job i've got to be earning so and so figures by the time i reach this age and if you don't have it uh you feel like shit especially if some people around you are like doing these things but not everyone's journey is the same and I don't think there's a deadline to success which isn't to say that it's licensed to procrastinate but I don't think you should feel like you are under pressure to be in a certain place by a certain age. And it's only really like procrastination if you know you're only doing this to put things off. Right, exactly. Like if you're doing something for for the love of it, yeah. really, you're not really procrastinating though, is it? Right. So like you're just doing something you enjoy. Whereas if I know I have to do this but... I'm going to do this instead to take my mind off it. Then, yeah, that's different. A lot of people, especially coming out of secondary school, maybe when you're 17, 18, 19, those ages, secondary school, coming out of college, going into uni, you kind of think, you know, you're going to have life made by the time you turn 23, 24, maybe. And that's not to say, like, I'm the last person to come here and be like, it's not going to happen because it can, it, it can, it can honestly happen. And I'm not going to say it's a rare case because I, I can't speak for um, many people, but just know that everybody's journey is different and nobody has to get to a particular place by the same time. One thing that is very constant is that we are all going to have to work and we're all going to have to pay tax one way or another. How your journey manifests might not look like the next person's. You never know. Like I, I, I know people that um, have done degrees in one subject and they're not working in that career at all. But when you're younger, you have that kind of you know frame of mind. I think it's more important for um, younger people to understand that procrastination in itself is not always a bad thing. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're if you're doing nothing, you should probably address that. But if you've got like if you've got things going, that's more than a lot of people have, whether that be voluntary or involuntary. So don't take that for granted. Anyways, what else has been happening in world news? Uh, US president got corona. Hmm. We're hit with a dose. What do you think about this? Now, the first lady as well. This is a. I have a. I have a. I have a theory, but this is quote unquote one of the most important people in the world, right? Yeah. I don't think he's surrounded by people that don't have the best medical. options available to them i don't think no one is not wearing a face mask xyz yeah call me conspiracy theories or whatever get your tinfoil hats out and shit like if he's got it if they really do have it he was given it for like it wasn't an accident like he didn't just catch it right because someone sneezed or he was in an area with high rates or something like if he's got it he's got it for a reason and it's going to be used as a scapegoat for something else coming that we'll have to just wait and see. But there's no way I just think that. I mean, because Boris Johnson apparently got it as well, wasn't it? Yeah. But I, I think that's all for like a bigger narrative. 
I don't think they just like accidentally caught it because they was in a high risk area or something or they was around people that didn't wear face masks. Mm. Which goes back to what we said last week about it potentially being made in a lab. And then I said, well, if it was made in a lab and it's not like an organic thing, then kind of points more in the direction of what it was made for. I think... Those are solid points, by the way, because it kind of, it's, it sort of leans towards what I think. But I woke up and I saw this news and I, I thought immediately, this man does not have COVID-19. That's what I thought. Right. And then I thought, if he does have it, he's not going to die anyway. Which is not me wishing death on the man. Um, but he's not going to, he's going to be fine. He's surrounded by like the world's greatest healthcare people and whatnot. I feel, I feel like, and at his age... It should be a thing where COVID nineteen is a is a massive problem. Not all the time, but you hear all these rumors about how he's not necessarily in the best health and so on and so forth. And if that if that is the case within with this guy, COVID nineteen should be wreaking havoc on his body. Now he's only just been diagnosed, so we could give it time and see if this plays out or anything. This sounds really bad, but. I don't think he has it. I think it's going to be a thing where he self-isolates for two weeks with the first lady. He's going to come out, say he beat the virus. It wasn't a big deal. There's no reason for everyone to panic as much as um, as they are. And ultimately, he was right. See, but that's what I'm saying. It leads to... It's all for a bigger purpose. Yeah, well, yeah. Because again, like even when Boris Johnson said he got it, I was I was skeptical of that claim as well. They said this guy was in intensive care. I do not believe that Boris Johnson was in intensive care. I I believe that he was fine the he entire was time. Chilling. Yeah. You yeah. fucking stupid. But now they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm cured because I took this vaccine, which they didn't. But if they can convince people, if that they're like the world leaders or whatever, and they can convince the people that they took it, and they're all right then. Subsequently, all the people that voted for you are probably going to take it because they're going to believe your word on it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like it, it, the people. The thing about Trump, which is really, really weird, is that the people who follow him, they're very. It's like a cult. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It, so it's, it's like a cult. So it's like he will say jump and they'll ask how high. It's like a lot of the people that may have been naysayers, like whether this virus exists or not. Nah, I don't believe it exists, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Now Trump's got it. It's like, okay, cool. Maybe it's a real thing. So it might be because America's obviously struggling with the, uh, with the virus itself. It might be a thing now where they're like, ah, okay, maybe it is actually a real thing because the president has it. So maybe we should take it a bit more seriously. And in turn, like you say, it can be used for a different purpose. Yeah, it? like it's it's all chess. It is for me. It, it it looks like it's all chess moves. It just yeah, seems. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, obviously, I know nothing. So. Nah, and I don't really like to speculate too much on American politics because we're not over there and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like you said, because it's like a cult following, do you feel that that's the actual party itself or him as a character? I think it's a bit of both. Right. Um, I think it's a bit of both. I don't really invest too much into uh, into politics, but the, um, the duopoly that is red or blue, there's like no room for like other parties of any sort it's it's very damaging um and it's kind of like it's one it's it's from from either way of looking at it if you're if you're conservative leaning so if you're a republican then the democrats the left are wrong and if you're a democrat kind of like labor sort of leading then the right is wrong yeah there's, no, there's room. no room for there's literally yeah. no room at all for discussion if you're not with us, you're wrong. It's not even a thing. You, if you're not with us, you're against us. If you're not with us, you are wrong. That is that is all it is. And I think Trump in himself is enough of a personality to kind of galvanize that effect. So, you know, he's he's like, even before the pre- presidency, he's rich, he's famous, he's a reality TV star. He's got all these, got his fingers in many pies. He's got like loads of different businesses. People love it. People love him because of. It's got star power. Because he's got star power. Because he's got the star power, like he the the effect of the effect of his voice is magnified significantly. 
even if it like if it, if he Mike Pence, the vice president, would not have the same effect that Donald who? Trump has. Isn't that who? There you go. See, he's the vice president. He would not have the same kind of effect. Donald Trump <laughs> However, if he said anything, everybody who's a Republican leaning would would like they would hang on to it. They would hang on to it as truth because of the nature of politics. It's the same thing here, as a matter of fact. It's the same thing. It's the same thing here. If you're if you're if you're not a conservative, you're wrong. If you're not if you're not Labour, you're wrong. Like there's no there's no room for discussion and because of that it's kind of just like you know it's, it's it's point scoring it's point scoring from the parties and it's point scoring from the people that vote for the parties so when like the conservatives won the last election for example there was a lot of ha 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 corbyn this corbyn that ha 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 and it's like well you know ultimately you know corbyn isn't our dad like i don't know why you're lording it over us but that is that's how it went it's it's just it's just really weird i think I mean, I, I'm not, the politics of this country is another is another thing entirely because I, I've already said this country is wedded to suffering. We're going to be conservative run for God knows how many years from now. There's no there's no point even entertaining the idea of a, of a Labour government or of a Liberal Democrat government or anything like that. It won't happen. How did we get here? Oh, we got here from procrastinating. Oh, no, from the Trump conspiracy thing. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um, I don't. I, I wish death on nobody. So I mean, Trump's at home banging out many men. Say, <laughs> <laughs> fuck these niggas on this podcast. <laughs> um, whatever, whatever happens, happens. We're we're powerless to prevent it from here. Like I mean, what it will be will be. If if he, if he has COVID, then he has COVID, and if he if he gets really ill from it, then I'm not gonna retract what I said because it's not my fault. <laughs> But yeah, that was I think the uh, the only real point of note that I can think of from from a news standpoint. Anyway, yeah, from a news standpoint, it's actually been a very quiet week for better or worse, which is nice. There's not really um, been much that's happened. I uh, I finally started to use my. Uh, this is a really random sidebar, but I really uh, I started to use. I went back and started to look at all the stuff that I pay for on a monthly basis them only fans that yeah my only fan subscriptions uh things like netflix disney plus so on and so forth i do not get enough use out of my netflix account i don't get enough use out of my disney plus but i only fans be popping though <laughs> <laughs> but like i started to um i started to go back and watch um the old the old cartoons on disney plus so i was watching like the old series of spider-man and stuff and then when I was watching the old series of Spider-Man, and I started, um, I was like, oh, let me go and watch the actual movies. So I watched um, uh, Homecoming. I watched Far From Home. And there was a rumor going around about how Jamie Foxx wants to uh, reprise his role as Electro. Well, he wants to come back. Yeah, uh, because they're, they're gonna make a new. They're gonna make a, a MCU. You're trying to be in that MCU. That's why it's a different. Yeah, yeah. So the, I think the I'm MCU, telling you, once you get into that club, it's different, man. It's different. MCU, but yeah, you know, never know. Trey could get there as well. The Trey could be a. I don't know, man. Falcon, Don Cheadle. He's still <laughs> hating. He's hating on Don Cheadle, man. He's like, I'm a better war machine. But I, I looked. At I would have like, fell harder than him. I, I looked at the differences between the cartoon and the movie and I was like, right, oh, this is an entirely different thing. Like Peter Parker is different. Uh, Flash is completely different. MJ is different. The villains are all different. Like everyone's different. But I like I like the modern take on it. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of the modern Some take. Some of it's a bit pandering, but for the most part, I kind of like it as well. What do you think is pandering? Like I feel like it's like, they try to, they're a bit more inclusive and trying to, you know, cater to a bit of everybody in that. But you don't like that? I'm not really against it, but if they had kept it the way it was, I wouldn't have been like, oh, they should have changed it. So there's more like such and such. Did we once have the discussion? I want to go back to this, but did we not once have the discussion about like recasting people in particular roles? Such as? People of different races. For yeah, example. I think we, I've, I don't know if we, ha we've had it in our personal lives. I'm not, yeah. I don't know if we had it on here, but yeah, like st stuff what? like that. I'm, I mean, I'm not against it. 
But if it's just following the source material and they don't, then it is what it is, whatever to me. What, what, I mean, the reason why that conversation never came out isn't important, but what was our stance on this? I mean, I just gave you mine now. I'm not really against it, but okay. if they kept it the way that it is, like, I was, I'm happy to see um, a mixed race Mary Jane in Spider Man. Mm-hmm. She won an Emmy as well. Shout out to her. It wasn't for Spider Man, it was for her own show. So that was good to see that, especially coming up now. Uh, Black History Month. I love, I love Zendaya. Yeah, Zendaya. Yeah, Zendaya won an Emmy in that. Um, I, I love. I think she's. I think she's. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Cool, careful, man. careful. I think she's. She, she might be of age, but you're getting a bit too hard. Relax. No, no. Going back to last <laughs> wait, week. No, wait, Going wait, back wait, to wait, last wait, week. Wait, wait. Hey, hey. No, no. I'm just saying. Like, I think she's careful. really cool, man. Like, she just seems like yeah, a really yeah, cool yeah, character. Sure. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. Too cool for you. Yeah, man. I'm not cool. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, Mary Congrats. Jane's known for having bright red hair or whatever. I don't think that's a big deal. No, Wait, it's not. I, I want to give like Zendaya like, flowers though. Flash is like an Indian kid, but really he's he's like a typical blonde American jock. Like, so if they keep it the same, then I'm I'm whatever. If they change it like they did, it's all right. Ah, oh, yeah, you're right about the hub. Yeah, no, big. But why with? Oh, I don't want to gloss over this because this is a big deal. Congratulations, congratulations to Zendaya. No, yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, I'm gonna read shooting this up so bad. <laughs> DMing all sorts. I'm gonna read the uh, the actual um, BBC article. Zendaya makes Amy's history and sends messages of hope in young people. Former Disney Channel star Zendaya made I don't even know if I'm saying her name correctly. Made history on Sunday, becoming the youngest woman to win a be- when bleh, win no, best actress in a drama series at the Emmys. The 24-year-old picked up the coveted prize. Oh, no, you're in there, you're in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're in there, you're in there. I retract that. The coveted prize for her portrayal of teenage drug addict Rue in HBO's Euphoria. See, maybe that's why, because it's kind of weird. Well, it's not weird because it's kind of the norm in TV, but when you play a character that's a completely different age group than you. Hmm? So we've, like, we've only seen her play like a teenage girl. Yeah. So you kind of correlate that with her. Really, she's 24. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, now nah, I see. It's like saying. you go and watch all them old teen movies or whatever, yeah. and like everyone that's meant to be like a high school kid, you're like mid twenties and shit. Yeah, I think I think some actors and actresses become uh, they become typecast into their role because they become too famous in their current role. I think a, a very famous um, example of this is um, Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, Carlton. Yeah, yeah. Carlton Banks, man. You can't he's, do anything else, man. There you go. You see what I'm saying? He's, he's, oh, he's Carlton Banks. He made that bed, yeah. He, he couldn't that be, bed, he you can't be anyone else. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, uh, Even to me, not to everybody, but Robert Downey Jr. is this Iron Man. Like, I don't want to see the Sherlock Holmes. I don't want to see the Dr. What? Doolittle. Fuck that shit, I man, haven't man. watched the Dr. Doolittle, but this I, I, Iron Man. I can understand what you're saying, nah, because man. when I watched um, the only time... The, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to this. But with Robert Downey Jr., I remember seeing him in Sherlock Holmes. I was like, that's Tony Stark. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was, it was weird. And it's only really him because the other ones, like... Um, oh, what's his name, man? What's Captain America? Chris Evans. Chris Evans, yeah. Like, I've seen him in roles before he was Captain America or whatever. And it's like, he kind of gets away with it. Chris and he was in movies I liked prior to being yeah. in the Marvel. So it's like, I can see him as other... He's still Captain America, but I've yeah, seen yeah, him in yeah, other yeah, things yeah. as kind of acceptable. Chris Evans is a, is a very funny one. Because after after watching Captain America and Avengers and stuff, I went back and watched some of the stuff that he's in, like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that's, that movie's fire. That movie's that's one easily one of my top ten yeah, favorite. Yeah, that movie's movie so like, fire. Like I hadn't well, after I watched Avengers, I hadn't watched Scott Pilgrim for a little while, maybe a couple of years. So I watched it and I was like, oh shit, that's Chris Evans. And it's crazy because he was more of that role than anything else before Captain America. Like Captain yeah. America, he's like boisterous. He's that model soldier. Yes. Like, takes orders does everything to the book yeah dots his eyes crosses his t's when everything prior to that he was like a goof yeah he was yeah or, he, or a jock yeah yeah that was literally him even when like he was even playing in fantastic Four. yeah yeah about to say that when he was like johnny storm miss same yeah so like that was that was really weird like watching that watching that's really um is really eye-opening the one thing because i didn't i said i wasn't going to forget it with Robert Downey Jr., where he played a different character that actually threw me was when he did um, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, we spoke about. I, we definitely spoke about that. Yeah, I think before. we have yeah, spoke think, about that. Yeah, yeah he, he was good in that role. We're not going to talk about the politics. Yeah, no, nah, but, but he was I'm good saying, in that role. Yeah, I'm saying that was the only time where I was like, "Damn, that's not Iron Man." Yeah, that's like that's Robert Downey Jr. He's playing. He's playing someone else. So that was going back to the original point with actresses like Zendaya. It's like you say, like they do some. Some of them don't get out of that that box where they're put into particular roles and they um 
they're just known for that kind of role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're, there's there's no option for career versatility. It's like well, you're looking for somebody to play this role. It can only be this person, or even even for like someone like us, we would just think that person would fit in this role perfectly. But congratulations to Zendaya, black woman uh, making history at the Emmys. That is absolutely fantastic. We uh, we salute you. I want to see a new Spider-Man. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I think I got green lit anyway. Um, right, right, right. So that's that's happening. And whether Jamie, like now the uh, rumor about Jamie Fox coming back um, is picking up steam. I think they're talking about how they're so, they're supposedly making us um, um, a live action Spider Verse. Nah. Okay, I'm with it, but I like the other one, so I would like just to see it continue as it was. I hear you. Since last week, the COVID restrictions went um, went live. What's changed for you? Uh, nothing, because I never partook in them shits anyway, man. Like, I wasn't out in bars. I wasn't going though. I wasn't doing that kind of shit. Mm. Nothing's really changed. I'm still doing everything. I would do the same. Someone asked me if I knew this was like, say this whole thing happens again, and you knew it was gonna happen for like a year. So say you knew for a year straight it was gonna be restrictions or lockdown or whatever and you had like two weeks to prep they asked me like what would i do and i was like i'm not really gonna do any anything different i'm just <laughs> gonna make sure i eat right sleep good train and just socialize when as you can so you keep a fucking sane head on your shoulders man there's nothing worse than just like isolating and losing communication with everybody yeah not yeah and then if you're not doing anything, even when you do communicate with somebody, you'll be like, so what have you been doing? Nothing. It's still not good for your mental. <laughs> we got to get better at like the whole the communications thing. I think it's a British thing. Where, like when you ask someone, oh yeah, what's going on? Nah, nothing much. What's going on with you? Nah, nothing much. I'm like, just trying to get by, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just, we're goes, so, man. are our lives that boring? I think some people do it because they want to, not keep the mystique because that sounds like there's actually something going on but maybe they just want to keep some kind of level of of privacy like some blanket layer of privacy uh yeah okay i can understand that me being somewhat of a private person myself yeah yeah you're probably right you're probably right i mean but like amongst friends i mean you should be yeah that's what i was gonna lead to next it does depend who you're speaking to and if you're just saying it to your nearest and dearest then it's like well if you can't get they can't get nothing out of you don't what the fuck man (laughs) yeah yeah it's like yeah because at that point it's like okay cool i'm not gonna ask you anything else because you obviously don't want to be forthcoming yeah but it's unhealthy i want yeah it's like i want to know not because i'm trying to be chatty patty i'm just genuinely interested but enough of that black history month october i never ever what i was gonna uh do before we came to record today was find out why black history month in the uk is in october and why in america it's in february i've never never found this out and i would love to know i'll probably look into it last week i spoke uh because slavery was abolished different times nah i can't be no i can't be that surely not i can't I sound mad uneducated about that. No, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a solid... Uncultured. It's a solid enough... Up here. It's a solid enough guess. On their platform, talking like they know it all. We I, never claimed we did. Yeah, no, I never. never and I don't, think it's, I don't think the answer to this question is common knowledge either, so... No, nah, it's not. It's not. What we can act like it is, but it's not. Yeah, you know. what did we ever do in school for Black History Month? We didn't do anything. We didn't, did we? We, we never celebrated nothing. at all. No, nah, we didn't do nothing. I don't even think I even learned about the like the existence of Black History Month until I was sixteen. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't teach you in school. Well, we've already spoken at length about black curriculums in schools and how we need to do we need to do more for our own children and like the young ones around us about educating them on on Black history. But with, I'm gonna sound a bit like a Debbie Downer here. I don't really Debbie. I don't really like names Debbie now. Black History Month is a bit of a weird thing for me because as much as I feel like it's something to celebrate, I also think it's like putting us in a box. I make black history every day. I don't need a month. That's a bar. I can't believe it's from. But um, it's like, okay, cool. You have your month to kind of celebrate your blackness and then 
business as usual. From a surface, from the surface, from the surface. I I mean, what do I know? It's like I see everyone, not everyone, but like you know, it's the, it's it's the same thing. Like I said, with Black Lives Matter, big corporations they capitalize on 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 these thirty days, mm. and everyone tries to like look as educated as possible about like black lives and black history and the same names keep floating around and i said to myself i would like to learn more about different historical figures uh from black history that aren't the regular cliche choices like the martin luther kings the malcolm x's the uh the i mean they're good Park. choices as well they though, are 100 yeah. percent good choices but it's like if everyone doesn't if everyone doesn't know about these people already then they just simply aren't interested in black history because they're pretty pretty like prominent figures yeah so i would like to like within myself give some shine to some lesser known figures and there's one person in particular who might even be somewhat known ish but there's a person i want to talk about today and i think uh for the entirety of black history month i will bring up a new person that i have found that i would like to shed some light on and i encourage you if you are listening to do your own research on the people that i am about to like the people that we're about to mention so the person that i would like to talk about today is a lady named henrietta lax and i learned about her from gosh i I don't even remember um but her story was very intriguing to me um i'm going to read an article from hopkinsmedicine.org in 1951 a young mother of five named a young mother of five named henrietta lax visited the john hopkins hospital complaining of vaginal bleeding upon examination renowned gynecologist renowned gynecologist dr howard jones discovered a large tumor on her cervix at the time, the Johns Hopkins Hospital was one of only a few hospitals to treat poor African Americans. As medical records show, Mrs. Lax began undergoing radiant treatments for her cervical cancer. This was the best medical treatment available at the time for this terrible disease. A sample for her cancer cells received during, retrieved during a biopsy was sent to the, a nearby tissue lab. And for years, a prominent cancer and virus researcher had been collecting cells from all patients who came to the John Hopkins Hospital with cervical cancer, but each sample quickly died in the lab. What he would soon discover was that Mrs. Lack's cells were unlike any of the others he'd ever seen. Whereas where other cells would die, Mrs. Lack's cells doubled every 20 to 24 hours. And these cells, named, nicknamed Hella cells, after Henrietta Lacks, the first two um, letters of her first name and surname, are used to study the effects of toxins, drugs, hormones, and viruses on the growth of cancer cells without experimenting on humans. They have been used to test the effects of radiation and poisons, to study the human genome, to learn more about how viruses work, and have played a crucial role in the development of the polio vaccine. Although Mrs. Lax untimely passed, ultimately passed away on 9, October 4th, 1951, at the age of 31, her cells continued to impact the world. So, that's the end of that article. Basically, what I gathered from multiple sources is that these particular cells that she's got are basically immortal. That's what it's like. And she, um, they are using her cells for like further cancer research. I don't know if um, this was like approved by her family or her family got any compensation from this or anything like that. I don't know. I don't know any of the facts aside from the fact that she had cervical cancer. She passed away, unfortunately, at a very young age and her cells are still being used for medical treatments even today. But yeah, actually her cells were taken without consent. So I mean, I don't know. I think personally, um, as sad as it is that she lost her life so soon, like 31 is no time to die. Mm. Uh, it's incredible that this black lady has given the world so much, even in her death. Yeah. So long removed from this world, still still given to it. Yeah, like 1951 was God however many years ago. That's crazy. 60 odd years ago. 
if my maths she would have, so right. she would have been like 100 years. or something now 69 years yeah That's yeah yeah wild. yeah yeah exactly so may she rest in peace uh gosh like it's these it's the, it's these kind of things that fascinate me there's a number of names that i want to um, bring up actually i was only going to do one name today but i'm going to do two names there's going to be one more person that i talk about uh, a gentleman named stanley williams and the only reason i'm going to bring him up is because i have started reading his autobiography it's a very well i started reading i read it a lot i started reading it a long time ago and i just never got around to finishing it because i started reading something else but this guy stanley williams is a very very important figure and his story fascinates me he you may or may not have heard of him as tuki he was a he was an original like proper american gangster gang gang so stanley williams was one of the founders of the crips yes which is a, a gang like, if you don't know who they are yeah man. yeah the gang, well i mean let's let's shoot them some bell here like a lot of our listeners are from the uk the crips massive gang over in the, in the united states um anyways stanley williams was, they know what blue flag yeah but no one knows the symbolism behind it no but they know crips are from the blue flag though i'm sure mm, i don't know majority of, i think majority of our listeners know who they are but anyway let me not take our time on it yeah so stanley williams he's one of the founders of the crips yeah and he eventually got put on trial for murder um and he was sentenced to death so he was on death row for a number of years i can't imagine what that must be like just knowing that you're just gonna be be killed you're in jail waiting to die but i digress somewhat he in his time in jail well not initially because he was put in solitary confinement at one point because he was violent and stuff this is a guy who used to like take pc smoke pcp and he used to inject it and stuff like that he was proper smoking wet yeah he was he was he was proper proper white like he was he was wiggles not, he was not like one of those people who um you wanted to mess around with he grew up in a broken home he was brolic as well yeah he was proper massive he grew up in a broken home he was raised by his grandma uh witnessed like a, a, abuse growing up he he didn't have a he didn't have an easy childhood and like i say he eventually grew up and co-founded the crips in his time in jail it was a rough start, but over over the course of however many years, he did change. He reformed, and he wrote a book about his life um, as a crip. Uh, he renounced the gang life. He tried to do all sorts of things while he was in jail to like encourage kids and stuff not to not to join gangs and, and stuff like that. The book is a really harrowing harrowing read. Read actually, it's actually quite difficult to get through at points, but it's also very very good. Highly recommend it. And I don't remember what year it was. It was a good few years ago now when um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of California. Yeah. And he was, uh, he, the, the decision rested with him whether to grant him clemency or not. Yeah, and he that denied one, it. That would rub him the wrong way, man. Yeah, me, you and me both. Terminator 2, best sequel ever made. We can debate this, but you'll lose. Also very inspirational in the gym industry. And then that, decision just like man yeah so like stanley williams he was in jail for a number of years uh arnold schwarzenegger denied him clemency and he was sentenced to death why they let the terminator win the election by pay attention by lethal injection again we've spoken about how wham he was they couldn't find his vein so there was actually he he died he died painfully oh shit um it was not a yeah, it, like when the whole thing was happening, I was looking it up uh, at the time because I was hoping that he was going to be um, granted clemency. He was he was quite old at the time he was uh, executed. He well, he was fifty one. Could you imagine what a figure like him would be like in times now? That especially like what black people are going through now. It's an interesting take because. If you've been, I don't know, I don't know how long he was in jail. I should probably find out how long he was in jail for. He was sentenced to criminal trial, convicted in 1981, and in fact, you know what? Is that if if you're reading this, you should probably sorry if you're listening to this, you should probably read about the case 
the case in itself was quite interesting. 50... So, yeah, it was 2005 he was executed. So, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I, I started reading this book a long time ago. But, um, murder convictions. In 1981, convicted of four counts of murder committed in two or three separate incidents. So, he was in jail from the early 1980s to up until his death in 2005. And you can imagine what America early 80s times was like especially for a black man yeah but this is why i was like going back to your point about like what he would have been like now the world he knew back then while it is not necessarily so different it's also a lot different yeah and of that, course that would have been like that would have been a prop that would have probably been a really big shock to him he would have come out and he would not been like I guess, I mean, I guess we'll never know, but... I'm not saying, like, he had to adjust to a smartphone or set up his Insta no, no, and all no, that, no, no, but no, I'm saying like just, that. like, we're, but like, beacon of hope or what inspiring words he could give to, like, to black people in such, yeah, like, an, what yeah. feels like an oppressed time. Yeah. After being oppressed for so long and then being, spending so long in jail. Especially since he was... He started this shit. Exactly. Like, 2005. That was 15 years ago. Nah, that's actually interesting to think, actually. How, how would he have changed things? I mean... He never got the opportunity, which again it could be a, it could be another one of those things where it's trying to send a bigger message in it. Yeah, but we'll never know. But like I said, every episode for this month, I'm gonna come in with at least one person that I want to talk about a historical black figure that has uh, piqued my interest somewhat. Aside from the uh, regular regular ones oh, over here, I got a good thing. Now, since you just you brought that up, uh, what's a what's a black movie? that you can always go back and watch and it's always a good watch for you uh even if it's not necessarily a representation of the culture as a, as a whole but might involve something like your favorite black actors and whatnot i'm gonna lead by saying it is not representative representative of the culture as a whole okay but That's i think fine. I think Don't Be a Menace uh, is a funny, is a good one. Yeah, that's a good movie. Right? And the reason I say that is because Don't Be a Menace is one of those movies where black people are actively saying these are the stereotypes that we yeah, know. Yeah, it's a black, par- it's a black parody yeah, by black people. These are the stereotypes yeah. that we know you perpetuate about us. We see that and we're making it funny because nothing that happens in that movie is true to life which is the point of the movie yeah and i think the fact that they put the movie out in such a way makes it more like how do i say it it, it sort of explains that this is the not this is not the way life is because some people who don't know don't know the culture might think oh okay, cool this is this is probably the how how it really is in those streets but then you see a parody of it and it's like okay cool maybe that's not how it actually is so that's one and then another one i could think of is Pause the wood. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Morris Chestnut and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's another good movie that I like. What about yourself? Uh Life. Oh, that's another yeah, 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 yeah. The Yapparoom. Yeah, no, nah, that's a good movie. Yeah, that's a sad movie. But that's... A Rest in peace, Bernie Mac, man. Yep. Um yeah. At the time the film was set, of course, like huge black oppression. Um, two two guys go to jail for a crime they didn't commit, get sentenced to uh, life without parole, all that stuff. There's like an all-star studded cast. Like, it just goes to show when black people put their egos aside. I don't want to say black people. Let me rephrase. When A-list celebrities, when big celebrities, uh, actors can put their ego aside and work together, you can make like that's one of the amazing movie. Now you'll never see. Of, like you got to think of it here. Yeah. This had Eddie Murphy, yeah, one of the biggest black, if not the biggest black comedian of all time. Mm-hmm. Also had Bernie Mac, who some people may argue that. Also had like Martin Lawrence. I was just like a pioneer. Yep. All in the same movie. Yeah, as as well as other people in the cast as well. That but must those have three, been so difficult to film. Yeah, man. it must have been like cuts and retakes. Yeah. Like, I would just be busting up on set. But you will never see that. Like you'll never see three three of them just come together to work without like money or something getting in the way of it maybe i'm wrong maybe it could just be a thing like time and anything but nowadays egos just seems a bit too much but that film there is like 
like I said, is a time where black people were heavily uh, oppressed and they made humor and showed that everything is not like, like even though there's in danger for life, the, the elements of comedy within that, the journey that they go through when they're incarcerated and the bonds that they make with the other people, mm. it just shows that you can thrive in the worst of scenarios. Yeah. Yeah, now you're right. So like, it's it's not even meant to be uplifting. I don't think that the, the blatant point was to make you look think of it that way. Like you can be uplifted in this situation. But just watching a movie and going through it, you can't help but feel like a sense of if you was in that situation to make things better that is probably the way you would do, you'd go about yeah, it yeah 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 nah and it's just like classic lines after classic lines after classic lines like and, and now you're making me think of classic black movies and I'm thinking why did we mess up coming to America I mean we didn't miss it out we used to get to it but yeah yeah that's another one though like coming to America was a was a was a the first time I ever saw coming to America I was like this is brilliant. This is, this is actually brilliant. Like, you know, you've got, again, it's, what happened to that? What, when did it happen that like all the high profile actors just stopped being in movies together? When money, I can only assume when the money came in, man. X and X and I want so-and-so, X and I want so-and-so, this person wants so-and-so, like, I don't think that everyone could get on the same page and the budget could be all there. Like, there's no way you can get, I don't know, like, Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and Chris Rock, for instance. I don't, I don't think there's a budget in the world, nor would their time schedule or whatever fit in for them three to all be on the same set. I just don't see it happening, That's man. a damn shame, man. We lost some, we've honestly lost the opportunity for some great Like, cinema, could you imagine, like, like a... If Kings of Comedy was like an annual thing or something, that like, like every four or five, every five years or something, yeah, there that's... was four of the greatest stand-ups or whatever doing another show. Yeah, now nah, that would be amazing. And like, I, I say the reason why I chose Life and again coming to America is another one is because it's is it's a comedy, mm. and it can make it can uplift us and make us laugh with situations that are set out to prevent us from doing that and also are very like oppressive yeah so it's good that they can find humor in that and bring it to us and uplift us throughout so i think that is is very important that's why i wanted to give light to black comedians in that segment i think that a lot of a lot of the movies like i'm gonna just flat out say it black people when it comes to movies we do humor we do humor better than anyone we do and a lot of the movies that like black people make or they like they put their own humorous spin on it whether whatever whatever the situation may be unless the situation in case like calls for something that's more serious if you take like something like boys in the hood for example there's no making something like boys in the hood funny but the fact that they are able to kind of like like, put humor on these kind of things is it can't be it can't be understated because we are like black people are not the ones that are kind of like we're not rushing to make the slavery movies we're not rushing to make the uh the gang movies yeah we get like one like here and there but we're not the ones that are stereotyping ourselves into these into these we're not putting ourselves into these stereotypes. what we do there's always like a bigger message right exactly right there's always a bigger message it isn't just a thing like okay cool here's gang violence so it's black people or something like that so the fact that they can put humor in it is 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 really 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 good and it's like that's why i think the first thing that came to my mind was don't be a menace because it does it plays on it plays on a lot of stereotypes yeah yeah, yeah. it plays on not even for, not even just for black people in that movie it plays no. it plays on a lot of stereotypes and because you could put humor behind it it's maybe nowadays something like that couldn't come out but now yeah, times are different. Back then, you know, you weren't really treading a line. It was kind of like, ha, 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 yeah, that's funny because that's actually, you know, that could actually be real. But it, c- it could come out, but it would have to be, like, independent. I don't think any major studio will take yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. going to get behind it. I think they'd be a bit too scared of the backlash. But independently, if they were to take the leap, I think it would, they'd reap the benefits, man. Yeah. There's always an underlining 
um, meaning whether you notice it or not. Like you said, coming to America. Yep. Eddie Murphy comes to America. If you look at the underlining uh, meaning in that film is he is a king where he's from. Yeah. But he doesn't he doesn't care for none of that when he comes to America. Yeah. So it's yeah, like he renounces it, it. it just shows you that it's not all about material possessions and wealth. Like there's some things obviously money can't buy and things that you have to find within yourself and things that you can only find with connections from other people. So where everyone's trying to hustle or scrape or whatever to get the latest this or to have X amount of money's in their bank account or whatever. Mm-hmm. That movie shows that it's not always about that. Sometimes you just need a good girl. And a burger. <laughs> yeah. <And> some fries. <laughs> nah, yeah, no, you're 100% right. There's always a, there's always an undertone, whether it be obvious or not. And like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm thinking about individual performances. You know, you've got Arsenio Hall in that movie. James L. Jones was, was brilliant. Uh, what's the guy who's who's the landlord what's his I forget his name man oh something Amos or something uh, he's a good he's a good actor. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What, yeah nah he's brilliant um, he's in a he's in, a, he's in a, a number of good um. but I'm gonna revisit this kind of segment for the episodes of the coming month as well cause this was just random thought that just popped to yeah. me but I'm just gonna I'm gonna bring it back next week as well and see what black movies like to highlight and give praise to Yes, if you haven't seen them already. And we're talking about like, we're talking about like black movies. We're not talking about movies that have majority black actors. This is a black movie, which isn't to say that other ethnicities can't watch it, but you know what I'm trying to say. Have you ever seen The Meteor Man? Yeah, back in the day. I'm talking like early 90s. That was another, that was another good film. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I can't remember too much about it, but that was another really, really good movie because I thought, oh shit, black superhero. I need to find out this guy's name before I wrap this, this particular thing up. His name is... Yeah, John Amos. I knew it. Ah, yeah. It's a real shithole. <laughs> <laughs> nah, his, his, his performance was good, man. Because as soon as he found out he was rich, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other guy who had the soul glow in his hair. Yeah, yeah. Daryl, that name? Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon you would have had Jerry Coles if you were in the Please. 80s? Yeah. Yeah, probably, man. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> I can't even think about it. I would like to. I'd hate to think about it, but yeah, yeah. I probably would. Yeah, we grew up. We grew up in different times. Yeah, probably would have. Jerry Coles, you know. Damn. I guess like the, um. For, yeah. Now nah, we have Platts in that, but yeah. Now nah, Jerry Coles was was we missed that boat. But yeah, that was a uh, that was a little that was a good period of reminiscing on um, on old movies and, like I said, every week for the next. Well, for the entirety of Black History Month, we're gonna was gonna spotlight some famous historical black figures and black publications, whether that be movies, books, TV shows. I've already got what I want to talk about next week, but I'm gonna save it because you've like I, I know I'm gonna monologue if I talk about it now. That's what I'm gonna be focusing on for the rest of the month, but not just history because to talk about history is to not is to lose folk, lose sight of the present so i like that i like that there will that's be that's a jewel for them you see what i'm saying what so like do. there will be pick, pick it up we've got <laughs> we've got to celebrate um we've got to celebrate those people who are with us now uh people prominent figures in our community in our culture whether they be entertainers sports people regular people business owners entrepreneurs so on and so forth I think the the problem with the word history is that whenever you hear it, you just think of like stuff that happened however many years ago, generations and generations. But yeah, we've also got to focus on the present because we don't want to, we want to be able to give people all their flowers while they're still alive in it. So let's celebrate people for the moments that they're in and elevate those who haven't yet had their moments. That's a fact. I don't think we've had ours yet, but now we do. Don't say that you've always been on to us. Shouts to the one that have. Yes. But don't try and jump on that boat when we left the dock. That's right. You'll drown. <laughs> and I can't swim, so I can't save you. <laughs> yeah, don't count on me to save you either. I could just about save myself. Anyways, you're going to wrap this up? Yeah, I, I'm with it. Uh, you got any messages or shout outs before we go? Stay black, stay alive. Yes. 
yeah, that's true. Yeah, stay black, stay alive. If you're white, stay black. So yes, shout out to you guys. Thank you for listening. Everyone who has been um, a long time listener, thank you also for your time. For those of you who are listening for the first time, you got a lot to uh, catch up on. Yeah, go back, man. Yeah, yeah. Got you got some a lot of fire back there. Got some heat. You got a lot of material to catch up on. But this next month is going to be very enlightening and educational for you also. So until we see you next time. Smell the you, pumpkin spice. Yes, bid you farewell. Hope that the weather isn't as bad for you wherever you are as it is for us here. But hey, man. Winter the sun is... will shine, but this rain will not stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. It's good, right? I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to give you... I'm not going to give you... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'm not... Nah, fuck it. Give, give me my props, man. Yeah, all right, cool. That's it's right. good, man. Yeah, well played, well played, well played. Yeah, get under the umbrella. <laughs> but yes, until next week, we shall see you. Until then, peace and love. Look after each other. Do your research. Stay COVID-free. Make sure you're washing your hands. Make sure you're masking up on you if you're out. Cream your legs. Until and next- and chap your lips. <laughs> yeah, especially in this especially in this, this temperature these temperatures. Until next week, peace and love. We out.